0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country.
1: Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world. With no BS, no filter. Now, your host, Constance Hall, and co host, Claudia McLeod.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank. I'm Constance Hall and I'm Claudia. And today we are with somebody who's gonna potentially make you guys feel a fuckload better about your parenting because (laughs) that's how she makes me feel. It's actually my auntie Lisa Bevan.
1: Hi Lisa. Hey thank you for having me I'm so excited. We're so honored. (laughs) And so you should be and so you should be. (laughs) How many times in
0: my life have people gone I need your auntie Lisa and I'm like if you met she's not really a guru she just knows a lot. (laughs) So we were just saying how do I introduce you? Because you've obviously worked in family and parenting services for 35 years, which to anyone that can see this podcast won't believe because she's, you know, looks 10. But tell us a little bit about your career, Liz.
1: I was doing teaching and then I gave birth to my child and I just saw how amazing it was when you fall in love with them and they've got all those beautiful changes that happen to them. And then that's when I changed my degree to family and children's services because I knew that I wanted to understand family and children so much more. Then I moved into Osh because so many children hated it. And I don't know about you, everyone needs to work these days to own a house, to exist, or even just to have some respite. And I thought it's not okay that every single woman I know and every single child I know doesn't want to go to Osh.
2: Just for the listeners that don't know what Osh is, that is like out of school care, is that right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, yes. You sort of start off as a parent and you can get your parents to look after your children then you can put them in daycare, all that sort of stuff and then all of a sudden you go into this care where it sort of like starts at 8.30 and then finishes at 2.30 and kindy I think is the worst year for families and you've got no one to look after your child and then you You cannot work if you're feeling guilty. You cannot work if you're feeling guilty. Mm,
2: so true. The kindy, that half yeah. day a week or the two days this week and that, oh, my God, it breaks people. And so
1: I thought this cannot go on anymore. I can't as somebody who needs to work and for my brain. Otherwise, I kill everyone. I thought, no, I need to ensure that this is okay. And so then I started a, a peak body and it's called OSHWA. And we, you know, support services to become better. Um, and that was a learning curve. And then I also am the West Australian delegate for the National Arts. School Care Association. We've turned over regulations to support staffing. We've um, advocated for better conditions at the moment. We're looking at advocating for government funding for better funding for schools and things like that. So really just doing all of that work to support parents. There isn't anything that we get a lot of feedback from parents. And I suppose with that, that's where some of the research that I've done has has gone into it. It's, it's everything's born out of, and you've even started that research for me, Con, you know, sometimes you'll ask me a question about how do I get inclusion support? How do I do this? How do I do that? And then all of a sudden it's like, no, this this can't be asked by 10 people. We've got to get someone to do it. And the reason why I think I'm doing it and anyone that wants to call me after the show and wants to join, please join, <laughs> is because we're just too busy and it's just too stressful. So someone needs to do it. But uh, rest assured, uh, there's lots of passionate people doing it and the more the merrier and we will move into this space. But unfortunately, it's so hard in that pregnancy, relationship, finance, you know, young children's space that by the time they get to school, it's almost like parents with all the 37 emails that they get from school and the after-school sports and all of that sort of stuff, you get more breakdowns of relationships statistically. Really? Yeah, yeah, once they hit school. So, and that is statistically, I'm not saying that that's every person that's um, listening that's to this. that's interesting
0: you say that because I remember spending the first years of Billy Violet's life counting down until she's in school, thinking that's when I'm going to get my life back. And all of a sudden, my life got harder.
2: Don't you think it's it's always like they're going to get better at this point? You're constantly waiting for something or this is going to become easier then.
1: Just to not exclude anyone that isn't doing paid work if you're working in the home, all of a sudden people start saying to you, Oh, when you're going back to work, your kids are at school, you don't need to be at home. Well, come on, that's that's shaming. So yeah. the shaming mm-hmm. starts really, really badly in that time frame.
0: And it's interesting because the people that don't work, they will get used to doing all the things the school expects them to do. And then the idea of going back to work after that would be impossible because it's not just saying no to things. It's it's saying I'm not doing this anymore. It's different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you think people hated about after-school care? Like, why did I hate it so much? Before you started changing things and making things better, what do you think was the major problem?
1: First of all, I think we always have to keep changing and making things better because the world's changing so fast. I really want to get to what I think my tips on modern parenting and getting rid of the shame because if we don't, as parents, get rid of this shame, We're going to live with that guilt. Our children are going to live with that guilt. And I really would like, if we can, just to touch upon that. But I think that for families, I would question anyone to feel that they don't have guilt taking them anywhere, anywhere from daycare to Osh. I don't think Osh is a particularly bad one, but I think that by the time we're going to Osh, that's when you're more likely to be doing more hours. A long day. It's like a tip. You're yeah. right. It is. Yeah. It's
0: a guilt. It's a guilt organization. Like yeah. the minute you register
2: your kids in it, you feel fucking guilty. Yeah, that's great. You know correct. what it was for me growing up was I had like this fear of being the last one to get picked up, and that yes. like maybe happened once or twice. That was probably it. But I was like, oh, I'm always the last one. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. And I think it's just that. <laughs> yeah, it's a long day, and you too. want to go home, it's, and that you're comparing yourself to friends that aren't there. You know.
1: And to, the yeah. thing that people don't, so I'm very fortunate, my other claim to fame is that I have a 30-year-old, a 25-year-old and a school age child, a 12-year-old. All of the mistakes I've ever made and even the ones that I didn't, they blame me for. So I'm very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, I can see right down the line. So yeah. uh, one of the things that the children will say to me is, mom, it was a play date. Because if you were at home, you wouldn't have had people over all day. If you'd let me go home and I wasn't at Osh, I would have had no one to play with all of a sudden it was a play date and they used to say to their friends, oh, is is Gary coming? Is Larry coming? All of that sort of stuff. So the children saw it as an exciting time and they liked being picked up later. So I used to go in at 4.30 because I was like you. I was like, I've got to get in early, otherwise I'm a bad mom. And they were like, can you come back in half an hour? Because I just started playing.
2: I had a child like that. She was like, bye, go, come back. Yeah, it was great. Why is
1: it so bad? I think that because... When you were going, it would have been unregulated. There was no standards and now there is standards and at the end of the day, guilty parents, people feeling shame, is that each child's different. What we're talking about today, some children, they cannot go. It's too much for them to self-regulate. But for a lot of children, it is the best experience because they've had six hours of formal education. They've struggled with math, struggled with lunchtime, struggled with all reading and writing. And all of a sudden, they're getting to play MoBolo and have a delicious afternoon tea, which is going to be a lot better than the Vegemite sandwich you give them. And they get to have a successful time and they get to socialise with children that they normally wouldn't. So for some children it can be very, very successful.
0: When I think back about the feeling that it gave me, I think about just being in an institution again and not being able to just relax in front of a TV with something to eat and a mum that's, you know, all loving. It was just like I hated the teachers and everything, you know. You remember you used to have to save me from going to after school again. (laughs) Yeah, and I was wondering because of where we're going with this interview, where we want to go is talking about technology, kids on technology because we're all, stressing Mm -hmm. the fuck out of our kids on technology. So I'm wondering, because you do talk and you've done a lot of research in children and play shame with technology-based play, because you've done so much research, are you implementing any technology into after-school kids?
1: My favourite story is someone was doing some research on my child. So there's a very fabulous uh, gentleman called... Johnny, I I won't say his surname in case he kills me, but he asked if he could do some research on a group of children in our community and I was so terrified (laughs) because I was like, oh, no, I don't want a colleague to know that I'm a really bad parent. So, so, you know, and I think that's all of us. My child's
2: under the microscope.
1: So they're going to say, Emily comes home, eats chocolate chip cookies, sits on the TV and that's all she does. And then when they were doing all of this stuff, the amount of time that she was spending on devices was so minimal. She was getting around, playing with the dog, going outside, sitting in the tree in a hammock, reading a book. And it wasn't what I thought. And then that was when I realized, you know, those bikini photos you see when you're 12 and you go, oh my gosh, I was obese. And you wish you had that body now. That's as parents, I guarantee you that is what you're doing. You cannot see yourself for who you really are. If you actually did a sample chart of how much time your child spends, you think it's eight hours a day and it's nowhere near that. And that's what I was thinking. Then I sat down with this gentleman and I said, oh, oh, I can't stand it because she's on Minecraft and it's dangerous. And And he said because she's younger, how much socializing does she get? How many times do you have a play date? How many times do you get out and see other people? And I was like, oh, not as much as i should again with the shame and then he said have you played a game of minecraft with her and i went no and then he said have you sat down registered yourself as a player and played it he said for a week go and do that oh my god that's a great exercise was it fun so i went into it so the whole thing i could think of was that there was you know all these horrible people on it rah-rah-rah. I went in she was only playing with three friends from her school that we'd never had playdates with. They were sitting down talking, "Oh, let's build this house." Ra-ra, Asha, you know, her cousin was doing it. They were all chatting to each other in this social environment. "Oh, come on, it's your turn, it's your turn." And they were actually do it's the only social play Emily was getting for that whole day because lunchtime's just a no-brainer. And I realized I'm playing with my child in her world in now. And so one of the things that I think that we have a problem with is this intergenerational play issue where play is only valid if I did it. In my day, I played with a stick and a ball and whatever because you knew the neighbour's kids. The
0: quintessential Aussie childhood.
1: You knew the thing. You knew this person. Mum's working all of the time now. She's not a stay-at-home mum. Things are different. Get with the times. You know, do you know? know what the top five toys are that children play with this year? Do you know there's a brand new Tamagotchi Robotics coming out? Know your child. Know what they're playing. Understand what they're doing and play with them and stop shaming yourself. I was watching this guy and he was saying, oh, my son, terrible, terrible playing high. Oh, my God, he's such a, you know, can't stand it. Why do you have kids? He's going to do that. And he was sitting out there building with his with grandson, rah, 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 I watched him play with his really rough and tumbled, high-vis, cracked a beer, and they were playing wee. pew, 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 yeah. pew, pew. pew So he was sitting there. His son was sitting there. And at the end of the game, he was going, oh, yellow square goes up, Dad. Oh, red triangle goes down, Dad. Oh, the X button makes you go faster. And they were connecting. And he was learning. What he learnt from the twigs and the fort outside, you couldn't hear any conversation. They were just sitting there with their pretend fishing rods. But the language Mm. development, the color recognition, the scaffolding that was going on was electric. But the father, the grandfather was judging this guy. Because he's sitting on his, uh, you know, drinking his beer. But their connection was beautiful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so it's- stop shaming people for play. Embrace it. I had some That's- really interesting
2: advice once which kind of reminds me of what you just said from an old neighbour of mine who was in early childhood as well. Because I had one child that could, like, put a device down and she was Okay like just do it and the second one would have these meltdowns and she just couldn't do it and she said go into what she's doing, like sit down with her and go into the world on what she's doing on the iPad, like if it's Roblox or whatever it was and talk to her about it, go into it and then, okay, now we're both going to go and it works. Like you just get on their level, go into the game, and then they put it down.
0: But I don't really want to play these games, but I did because I've got so many kids, they're playing with each other. And so I was looking over Raja's shoulder and he was getting really frustrated. He kept having little tantrums over the game and, you know, not wanting to play and whatever and then storming off. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) Raja, is that snow?" And there was this little sassy character, yeah. And I, and he said yes. And I said, and I said, is that you? And he goes, yeah. So Raj is this little guy with a sign that says, adopt me, and he's chasing and he's chasing Snow around, and he's like whacking her with his sign, saying, please adopt me, please adopt me. She's trying to be cool with all her friends. They're literally living a parallel universe in this screen. That I, and I'm like, That's Snow, so funny. adopt your brother. <laughs> 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 I'm out of his misery. <laughs> and she was like, "I don't want to." I said, "Do it." And then two seconds later, I saw him on
1: the back of her motorbike, <laughs> cruising, like, cruising off. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how many parents know that that's what their children are playing? Yeah, they're playing with each other. They're, yeah, they're problem solving with each yeah. other. They're talking. Uh, so, uh, if you are worried about your child on devices. Don't make the decision when you're about to cook dinner and everyone's trying to kill each other and then you say, <laughs> no had yeah,
2: yeah. don't do it
1: then. Yeah. When you've had a couple of red wines and you're feeling your best life, then <laughs> sit with the children and make the rules. Make yeah. the rules before you're exhausted. Make the rules at breakfast or whatever and then stick to them because that's the other thing. We have these great plans for how we're going to go to the beach, we're going to do all this stuff, and then we do it when we've got zero percent capacity left Mm. to actually deal with it Mm. and then because we give in we feel guilty and like we're rubbish
0: yeah and you're not even connecting with them you're just doing it to tick the guilt box
1: yeah so true. So true
0: And also, I've always had this theory, if I'm going to say get off your screens, I have to give them something else to do, especially in Margaret River winter, like it was raining, you couldn't go outside. Margaret River is the kind of place where you do the nature stuff, the stuff that you, the idyllic stuff that you want your kids to do when they grow up, but it's fucking raining nine months of the year. So like, they're not going to go out there and do that. So if I tell them to get off their iPads, they're just going to bash each other. Like that's all they're going to do.
1: Think about the times when you're just scrolling through your social media and stuff like that. Is it an antisocial thing or are you doing it to reset? So true.
0: You're doing it to reset. Mm -hmm. You have to give your brain a break.
1: If you've got children with needs and they are having problems settling, it is so nice for them to have that. I do it. I love it. I play some sort of yeah. weird candy crush yeah, day and yeah. I forget all it's about my day.
0: And, that, yeah. um, and... Oh, my God, we'll all see each other on Minecraft tonight.
2: <laughs> okay, let's tell them. What time are you going on? What's your login?
1: <laughs> I'm Velvet Thunder.
0: <laughs> Speaking of the Neuro day, Diverse children. A lot of people have said to me, "Rumi is ADHD and whatever else he's got. Um, <laughs> that hey, kids like him shouldn't be on screens. The screens will he'll get really addicted to them. And and so like I've tried to get him off and." Yeah, I was going to say, who's told Everyone you that? Everyone tells me this. Who if you, tells look you up, these you, wonderful If you go on things. Google and you write, like, Who? Screen Time and ADHD Kids, that every article from every frigging government body says... The ADHD kids should spend less time on screens because it can overstimulate or something. The thing with Rumi is he goes to school and he has his ADHD medication, which is an amphetamine. And then by the time he's come home, he's wearing off, he's in the worst mood. And mm-hmm. I, if that was me, I would need to be by myself and just scrolling. So that's why I feel like my natural parenting instincts are saying, don't keep him off it.
2: Absolutely. All those kind of kids do need that because they come home and they've been holding it together all day at school and they need something to just switch off and zone out,
1: I, I think. Obviously, if your child loves sitting in the hammock or, I mean, there's a, we're not saying iPads are everything.
2: <laughs> no, but whatever works for them, you know.
1: Absolutely. And make those decisions when you're not stressed out and you're at a 10% stress level instead of a 100% stress level. But – if it's a tool that you're using to settle them down and if you explain to them beforehand, this is what you've got until dinner or this is what you've got. I mean, I just think it's about the prep, do you, but, but none of us do it. And tonight when we all go home, we're still going to threaten with the, because <laughs> it's going to be a long, a long thing. You know
2: what I'm guilty of? I do it while I've got the phone in my hand. I'm like,
1: guys get off your screens, and I'm on there. So it's not going to happen overnight, but I, I just definitely think that it isn't the bad, bad thing that we think it is. And if you, again, I'd do the time sampling if, if people are feeling shame over play because in the morning they're driving to school, they've got six hours of formal education where they're not using it. No, no, no. So even if they used it, what is it, two hours a day out of, you know, a 12-hour day? How much of a percentage is that? That's what I'm thinking about, you know. And he plays basketball. He's got other interests. I have a story of a friend of mine's child and they were totally antisocial going through massive personal problems. And they had no friends, totally isolated, like in high school. And they couldn't um, connect with anyone. They were having some very dark thoughts, going through some very dark issues. All of a sudden, their whole life turned around. They had friends. They got a job. Um, they got accepted into uni, all these wonderful things. And when we said, you know, what was it? I think it's called Discord, correct me if I'm wrong, because I am a granny. They were meeting people. They couldn't meet people in this school that were like-minded. They met people on Discord and they developed a friendship base and they developed acceptance for who they were because they had a lot of complicated social issues. And then all of a sudden this person went from being totally alone to having some friends. And that's why I say to you, how many friends from school do you still have? You know what I mean? Like you might not meet your people in there. You might meet them yeah so so it gives you
0: yeah that's so true and to think that your kids will to think there's something wrong with your kid because they didn't connect with the 18 or 20 kids in their class is so absurd because I have friends from high school but like I never felt accepted and really me until I I, well on some levels I didn't like any of the men I grew up with but when I went to Melbourne and all of a sudden I was like immersed in the gay scene Mm. and all these boys I was with last weekend and they love me as if I am, you know, part of their family Mm -hmm. and I feel so at home with them. And I'm like, I was never going to meet you guys in Perth. You know, I was only going to meet you there. It's it's so hard to meet people that are just like you. Kids aren't, they might not necessarily have problems.
1: You have to have all the safety mechanisms and stuff. I'm not challenging any of the bad things about it, but what I am saying is stop feeling guilty. Stop feeling guilty because a guilty mum makes a guilty child and you do not want that. You do not want that. No one has a child and starts to think, oh, no, I'm going to raise them as bad as I can, you know, so stop feeling guilty for the choices that you make. Stop it. I was (laughs) going to say, how do you meet men (laughs) or women or whoever on Tinder?
2: Yeah, so much connection. Even like support groups, you know, online things. Like I know someone who recently lost a partner and then found out that they were gay and she would never have gone out and you know, sought out a group or even seen a psychologist or anything, but she joined this online support group through something, I don't know what it was, Facebook yeah. or Instagram, and she's met this huge community of people who've been through the well, same who thing. all lost their partner and found out they were gay. Well, no, found out that their partner was gay. A lot of them were still alive or, you know, all yeah, you're never going to find that. But... You know, she feels hurt. She, she would never have gone out and done it face to face.
1: That's why I, I was I'm so glad that you've had me on today because I'm so tired of people feeling shamed and the people that are shaming us are our friends. You know what I mean? Our, are other people in our families because of that multi mm, so that multi-generational mm, understanding of play. And the big thing is post-COVID, I just did also want to touch on this, as to why some children might need to have that more um, at home kind of play rather than always outside. Be outside. Unless it's outside with a twig, we don't think it's play, but um, but yeah. But, these children have only ever known COVID. For a lot of our children, they've only ever known COVID because they were so young when it happened. So you, they've been brought up in a world where if you go outside, there's a virus. You've got to use hand sanitizer, wear a face mask. Are you 50? Distancing so they've, uh, no one can come over if you're sick. Have you taken a COVID test? So they've grown up with a fear that we'll never understand. Their planet is finite. You know, oh, if you use plastic lens. So they've grown up with a level of fear about that very world that we're inviting Them to play in that they'll never understand. So I think that one of the things we've got to say is it's never gonna be the same. It's never going to be the same. My 30-year-old children will spend $40 on olive oil, $80 on rock salt. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what? It's a dollar ninety nine at Woolworths. And they're like, no. Yeah, 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 but they, they don't think the like that brand. because they're yeah. thinking we've got to really enjoy the things the planet provides and all of that sort of stuff and they don't go out as much because, again, they are very, very aware of everything that's in the environment. So if you say t- to a child, okay, go to the park and find a friend, how terrifying is that? Because they're thinking that potentially, they, you know, it's a death threat. <laughs>
2: or they might get kidnapped. Yes, or all this- yes they're they're that, like that is so it. trash,
1: I didn't even think of that. I was thinking more of the COVID.
0: When you're saying that, you're actually also feeling guilt because you haven't taken them to the park with one of your friends with friends. And so the guilt is coming through and you are, you're projecting your guilt onto them. Billy Violet's really quite insightful. And she said something like, I always can tell when you're feeling parental guilt because you go, everyone... Like, put down your screens. We're going mm. to a waterfall or we're going to a beach yeah, you, you have this thing in your brain. <laughs> nature that, place. Yeah, that you need to have. Your kids need to be socialized and they need to be in nature. And I still have that mm, in my true. brain. It's kind of like the only way I can get them to behave is when they've been in nature and they're socialized. But it's really more about me. It's about me going, that's the only way I can feel. Because they about were probably myself. sitting mm-hmm. there absolutely you know I mean? relaxed
1: until you threw that tantrum.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're okay. all here. Right. Quick, let's go. And they're like, this. <laughs> yeah. oh been a working mum for a long time and I probably have worse screen time than anyone. Um and I have noticed that you know, my kids will give themselves breaks. Like they know I can't monitor that all the time. It is literally impossible for me to be doing the work I'm doing and monitoring that if it's a weekend or a holiday. And so I'll notice that they'll get sick of the screen and they'll be like, all right, let's jump in the pool. Let's go to the park. Let's, and it'll be a really slow thing. Like One of them will start doing something else. And then before you know it, like they've all had big breaks during the day.
1: We just don't give them enough credit. And when I look back on my nature-filled childhood, I lived in Caratha and we just we got we came home when the lights. Because I'm old, we came home when the lights were down, mate. I don't know how good that was because there was all sorts of creepy things going on and we got up to mischief and we were, you know, having a smoke smoke behind a barn and stuff. I think that that they're a lot safer in this world. As I said, if we could do what we're doing and let the, you know, give the children the credit that they deserve and the mums the credit that they deserve. I've never seen a generation of mums so in tune with the, you know, what their children eat, so in tune with, um, you know, getting their children diagnosed. You know, I know that uh, so many of my friends and I, we were all on the spectrum and none of us got diagnosed. You know, mums these days are so in tune. So why on earth are we letting society guilt us? Why can't we just say, you know, like when you, no one liked the Rolling Stones because they were dirty or the Beatles or whatever, why can't we just say this is the new childhood? This is the new childhood and celebrate it. There's tech. It's 2023. We live in tech world.
2: And where would we be without it? Yeah. Like imagine
1: having an only
0: child who doesn't have any siblings to play with when he comes home and you're making him read books for two hours because you don't want him to be online socialising with other kids. It's really like we I really do think that we are ignoring the positives. As you said, there are negatives. I see the negatives every day because my kids will be on YouTube shorts and I'll hear, you know, and it's fucking YouTube kids as well, but you'll hear like christian catholic stuff like if you don't do this god will blah, like I, I i speak and i'm going oh my god like i don't want you guys to be raised with that level of guilt but like so that's obviously yes, negative yes. there but yeah we no i impossible. that's what i
1: wanted to be very clear about absolutely set a plan for yourself that you can live with But if the plan goes astray, don't feel guilty. It is a new world playing with a stick outside. For starters, I don't think a child would know what to do with it. You can't just say go outside for half an hour. They're going to look at you and go, what? That's what my
2: kids do. They're like,
0: why? Our school, Steiner, doesn't like have screens it's like a no screen policy well in primary school it is they actually say to me we understand that kids do watch movies but we ask that they don't talk about them and there's method to that there's a reason for that the teacher was explaining to me that you know these if you're all meeting online after school and playing a game or if you've all seen movies these things are they stop the inclusion and they're very into making sure all conversations all play is based around things that the kids all do together they don't they teach them they watch them even in the playground they don't let them let one person be be singled out or not be included. And I think that's okay for the primary school kids. But I also think that, and, but they said that, you know, and if you do it, you just can't talk about it. So that's kind of the way that we, we do it. Like obviously our whole life is about screens and, and it's my career, but I also really do think there's a, you know, if you're not letting your kids do anything online, it's kind of like that risk management
2: where you get all those kids whose parents didn't let It's so like those kids that have never been to McDonald's and then they do yeah, and they just it. Kids weren't allowed to have their fights yeah. in the playground
0: and then they weren't able to actually assess whether somebody was dangerous out when they were older, you know what I mean, and walk away from someone because they might look a bit unhinged. Whereas, like, my kids have all seen all that because I've gone, go for it. If you get yourself into trouble, get yourself out of it because I'm busy, you know. And I think that there's going to be an element of that with online. Like, you, how will you recognise?
2: Do they use screens to learn at school? No, they don't. They write everything by hand. Billy's in high school and she's still writing on hand, yeah, in high school. And so do they go all the way through doing
0: that? I'll have to ask Billy, but I think so. Pretty sure. Um, and in get this, this was funny, in Arlo's report from last year, he got a I think it was a B in technology. What is
2: their technology?
0: <laughs>
1: You're having a meltdown, Claudia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really I'm fascinated because I would have thought that they would like gradually introduce it a little bit during that this is just, I'm assuming, I honestly don't know. At the end. So everything um, is I don't know at the very end, maybe, but
0: Alu definitely in the end of primary school. Wow. And yeah, Billy's in here right now and, and she writes everything by hand still.
2: I Part totally of me is like same. that's that's great. I don't know, I'm not sure how Yeah, that I don't
0: is. know. I'm, I'm a bit like, you know, my computer skills have always been really bad. Yeah. And and I've
2: had to really learn whatever I've learnt myself. And so, so then when and they, they go out in the real world and they have to do like a PowerPoint presentation, that sort of yeah. thing, like that's where do you I'm you know like- what
0: I mean? That sort of stuff is all it's it's so that's my argument with the school I often say, like, you can't deny that the world is doing this now and yeah. that there is and these kids are all on Snapchat after school, all of those kids in Billy's class, and she's shown me some weird shit of course, yeah. that some, you know what I mean, that some of them are posting and it's kind of like you you can ignore it if you want but it's still there so you might as well work with it.
1: I didn't want to give my daughter a phone a year ago, whatever. She started to catch the bus and I didn't want to give her a phone. My husband didn't because, you know, he's a really old school teacher and he was really anti it. And then her best friend had it. And Nathan and Dee said to me, they said, Oh, you've got to do it so that by the time she goes to school, she won't be fascinated by it. She'll be desensitized to it. Emily doesn't go on Snapchat. She doesn't go on anything because she had her phone for two years. She's never on it. I think she's actually left it behind today because if I'd given it to her at 13, 14, it'd be obsessive. But because she's had it for two years, she doesn't care about it. She doesn't care about it. It's got nothing.
2: Do you think that's dependent on the child as well?
1: 100%. 100%. they are
2: all obsessed with their phones. Yeah. If I took my daughter's phone, it's like, it's literally like I have taken her arm. That's the same as me.
0: And Billy won't give me her password anymore. That was the original deal was you have to give me a password so that I can look at things. And now she just won't. And it's like, it's we're at a standstill do you know what I mean like she just says no and it's like she thinks she's the boss of this
2: I still stick to that and I still go and take my daughter's phone every night you know and I'll give her a cuddle or like rub her back or something to like sort of I don't know almost like a bit of a distraction or I don't know like you don't need your phone at fucking 2am why do you need it my kids don't yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah no I must be lucky I find that the less deal you make of it The, that's personal and it's different for everyone. Um, so I'm going to be super grateful tonight when I don't have to go into her room and
2: tackle her for the phone.
1: But you watch in two years time, I'll probably be having to do it again. That's that conversation you're just going to have to have. And also I did want to say, uh, so long ago, we were talking about those parents that wrap their children up in bubble wrap. And they can't, they've got no resilience, they've got no resilience, they've got no resilience. And remember, the helicopter parent was a really big thing. For anyone who's who's out there, this is only going to last a short time. It's not going to be forever. It's just because it's new, it's just because it's a thing, it's just the latest craze and you just – Please know, even if you had, I feel, that even if you just had, your, you know, no kind of barriers around it, it is going to go away.
2: We're going to have iPhones implanted into us and we'll just see what's on the phone in front of us anyway. So you won't be able to.
1: Well, uh, that's a patent. You better TM that. You better TM that. No, no, money. I mean, that's
2: like it's been developed somewhere, like probably <laughs> Apple or something has got it. If There is like a thing where, you know, in the cars, you can see it on the windscreen. Like I've got like a. Yeah, right. A, that's what I think going I've to be seen like that too, but that's not. But no one's caring about that right now.
0: Right now, we're just going. True, and then we'll look. Then we'll look back like at this
2: and be like, "Yeah."
0: And you know the funny thing about it, Lace, is that I think often I've always used you as my personal psycho psychotherapist, psychopath, psychotherapist, <laughs> and counselor. And um, even like when schools have said to me, you know, it might be great to get the kids some counselling, I'm like, yeah, of course, we're going to Lisa's this week. <laughs> <laughs> But like my, I'd come back from your house always, my whole life, I've always come back from you feeling so much better about myself, so much lighter, like my problems that, you know, I can manage them. They've been compartmentalised into manageable pieces. And my mum said to me once, what did Lisa say that made everything okay? And I was like thinking about it and I was going, well, she basically just told me that. Like my problems were, like what I was doing was nothing. I've got to stop feeling so bad about myself. And Mamie so then told me that I'm, that I'm doing really well. And it's amazing that that's all I needed to hear from someone that I believed, from someone that actually knew me and knew the whole story, you know? And that's sort of like what your kind of message is with, all, um, I mean, especially when I started raising kids, your love and support was so so important to me. But that is kind of your message for parents, isn't it? It's like so much of their problems are just them hating on themselves.
1: Yeah, because basically, I I won't even bore you with the things my children have got up to. And Connie thinks (laughs) I'm a good parent, but um, not my children. If you go in and you try your hardest, that's all that anyone can ever ask for you to do. I guarantee you... Even if you did every single thing right, they will still hate you for something, you know what I mean? And your your mother in law is still going to judge you for something and your parents <laughs> are still going to be, your friends are still going to be bitching about you behind your back for something. What worries me about the use of um, iPads is it's not going to go away. It's here to stay. You as a parent have to find a way to live with this without Beating yourself up about it and to forgive yourself and feel kind about it. And, and I would like to think as mums, you know, having a glass of wine. Oh, you're a bad mum. Do this. Oh, you're a bad mum. And, and this one is absolutely disgraceful. The shame on this because I would believe that most of the people that are feeling guilty and are absolutely judging it have never sat down and played a game of Minecraft with their children. And that's why. We need to turn this around because it is a social opportunity full of full of um, things that you can do. They are building cities. They are, you know, yeah, it's having fun, conversations. Right? Lots of little
2: houses. Yeah,
1: yeah. And also,
0: like it's such a good opportunity while they're still at an age where they will let you into their technological mm. world. Because if you can influence that and show them how to communicate online, show them what to ignore. Show them, yes, you know, yes, languages. Yes, Mis- in disturbing. their world yeah then you're setting them up for the future way that they're gonna you know otherwise you've got kids that it's going to be saying the kind of things that you'd say to your friend like mm. fuck off you fucking mm. you know whatever yeah. saying that online and it's mean and and also I have seen some really mean things happen online and you know conversations that my kids are part of, mm. maybe not partaking in, but they're involved. Yeah. And I'm going, guys, you need to get out of that conversation. Like I know I'm online. That's not good. That's a bad environment. And and that's because I was still lucky enough to catch it whereas you know when they get a bit older like Billy Violet she's now yeah. saying to me what's normal what's right but you know imagine I mean?
1: going in and playing with them and rah, rah rah if you are sitting with me right and we're doing something together and you give me advice I'm like oh okay yeah, but if you're yeah. standing there going uh, 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 and yep. I know you don't know um, anything don't about it them. I'm like get mm. stuff and I'm not listening to you you don't mm. understand no, so true. and I think they'll feel validated and the other thing is, if you are on there and you decide it's not for your child because every child's individual, at least you'll
0: know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? If there yeah. is an issue and it is too stressful for your child, yeah. cause it might not be right. And then you can choose a better game together.
0: You know, as a mum, whether something's good for your kid or bad for your kid, if if this is like Rumi has gone in through stages where he trialed his last medication, and like when he was on his screen, he was just getting really angry. Like when his battery would die, he was like mm-hmm. whacking himself mm-hmm. in the head with his iPad. And there I am, just charging it back up for him. You know, like obviously um, we can fix this for me. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously that wasn't great. You know, it wasn't a good time. And and kids change so much as well. So while it might not have worked for him then, at the moment it's something. It's a tool I think he's really using and. And, and it's helping him. I even said to his teachers, I was like, guys, he's on the iPad, whether you like it or not. Like he do, he is on it when he gets home from school because he needs that time. Do you want me to download reading eggs or anything like that? And they said to me, no. They were like, he gets so much learning at school that if that's what he's doing to relax, let him relax. And, and that which was kind of like a...
1: You know, we, we kind of met in the Guys, middle. <laughs> I'm still
2: really not coping with this. No screens ever at Starman. But
1: even Arlo, like <laughs> he uses screens a lot, but how much does he love his basketball? You no, know, yeah, there's a time true. and place yeah. for everything. Balance. Yeah, if you're going to feel guilty about something, parents, do not feel guilty about this. Understand it, take it on board. It's not going anywhere. Just because it's a change and it's different and stop multi generational play guilt because, you know, play changes all the time. We change all the time and children learn from us. We're on our phones. If you yep. actually wanted to take someone off an iPad, take yourself off. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't, don't, don't take the kids off because they're learning from you.
0: Yeah, I remember you said that to me once. You said, as much as you are always someone who tells me to not feel bad about myself and to feel better and stuff, you said to me, it is important that you are not constantly looking at your phone while talking to your kids it's really great that that seed was planted in my head because so often I'll feel myself now going yep yep and then I'll I'll put it down and go and talk to them. But my problem is that I'm trying to work and look after my children at the same time, and it's like it's fucking impossible. So I'll put my take myself away. Mum's just not here, rather than Mum's here all the time. Yeah, or talking to them while I'm on the phone while I'm working. Mm. Yeah,
1: just that one time. Like it just it doesn't, you know, just so that they're not going mom, 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 mum. You just answer them and say, okay, I've just got to do work on my phone. What yeah. is that you want? Does everyone have what they want? Okay, great. It's just, it's yep. just and a, that's what I do now. Mm. Ever since
0: we had that conversation, now I'm like, guys, I'm actually working right now. Like, you know, if it's an emergency, tell me. But this is not our time. Mm. You know, this yeah. is yeah just to try and draw that line between when I'm theirs and when I'm not.
1: And that's another thing actually with working from home families, you can um, have a, like a, a pad that they can communicate with you and just say from this time to this time, I'm working from home. Yeah. Mm. So mm. and just have it on your door and I'm not accessible. Yeah, That that's fine.
0: You would have seen a lot of change having been in the industry for 35 years with even parents being able to work from home now. I, I guess that's a post-COVID thing as well. But like, are the issues that you see children coming in with, are they different to the to what they used to be or is it all kind of the same thing with presenting a bit differently?
1: No, yeah, it's, it is completely different i never forget, I was there was a woman um, who just gorgeous. She would have had a crush on her too. And she was coming in and she was like to her work, she was like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm, I'm picking up my children. And then she grabbed her children, got in the car, get, got back on the speakerphone and did it. And I thought to myself that like, the children didn't even notice, um, but she was under so much pressure because she was like, I've got to work. I've got to have, you know. So that's why I think this um, – shame in play needs to be very strongly addressed because if we do not address this, families are going to have massive burnout. We've got to be kinder about it. We've got to be more informed about it. There's that book by Jordan Shapiro called The New Childhood. I recommend um, that people read it. It's about, you know, yes, there are negative things. I think I'm, I'm we're saying it the whole time, 100%. I'm not saying just leave your child on the iPad. I am saying be informed, be protective. But I think
0: we do know that yeah. though, don't we? That's why that's the point of this interview is that we do know that because we hear that nonstop.
1: But we've got to talk about the benefits
2: and there's negative things anywhere in anything yeah. You know? yeah. so yeah mm. don't beat yourself up
1: if your children love that and they're getting something out of it, instead of hating yourself, feeling guilty, making everyone go to the water park when they uh, just (laughs) just want to stay in the air conditioning (laughs) and traumatizing everyone and fighting the whole way, spending $500 and then hating yourself on the way home. (laughs) Instead of doing that, why not, when you're not at level 10 frantic, sit down and and make up a plan and just say this is what we're going to do. I I really would love to see a world where we say this is 2023 this is what play looks like. Mm, instead of saying in my day we went outside. <laughs> yeah, cuz if you feel, if you feel if you think that's dangerous, think about if you let your child play outside 6 hours tonight um, driving up and down the road. <laughs> That's, dangerous right? That's dangerous yeah. too. That's dangerous too. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, danger. And, and, you know, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Even like jumping off the fucking rope swing into the river, like you're gonna break your neck. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. those kids.
1: You're not mm. able to do that. <laughs> there was risk in all of the play that we've ever done. All of the and play I, that we've ever done. I wonder back mm. then.
0: Back then, mm. it would have been something else. You know, like I always yeah, think to myself, I think so. we think the iPads are bad. When the fucking tele- telephone was first invented there was so many people saying write a bloody letter you know saying that the telephone is and it's all just communications and it's constantly going to change and going to be making communicating better and that's got to be a good thing and yeah sure there's negative things but yeah we, we never really think and I reckon in a 100 years people are going to go you know they used to think social media was evil
1: I agree yeah, with you so I think this is just a transition I just would love and I thank you for this opportunity I'm really grateful to you girls I just remember the day that I played that game with Amelie and how much now uh, how free I felt. I felt like the weight of the world's shoulders had lifted from me because I realized how adorable it was. And I and she was so excited. She was like, oh, mom, because it was actually me, instead of forcing her to do something, I was actually, she was interested in it. And I said, can I play with you? She had died of bloody shock. She was like, what? I love
0: that. And I'm going to do it tonight, Liz, because I had a friend whose kid was in therapy and they said, you have to spend one day doing everything. Your kid wants you to do. And this guy said to me, so guess what I did yesterday? I said, well, he goes, I watched him play his fucking Xbox all day. I nearly wanted to shoot myself in the head. And I was like, did he love it? He said, fucking loved
2: it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like they would love it. speaking their language, you know.
1: Remember that feeling when you did something you you knew your mum hated? Yeah. And so that plays shame. You're transferring it onto your child. Yeah, so true. All that I want for mummies and for daddies and for anyone or for me <laughs> is, you know, in a plane, they don't go, "Oh, I'll give your child the oxygen. They go give the mum the oxygen. I want everyone who is looking after a child to have oxygen. I want them to have an hour to get dinner ready unencumbered. I want them to have you know, give their child opportunities that don't make them feel sick and guilty for the rest of the day. I want them to go to the water park, but not like
2: this, everyone. You know, no, I want them to just go
1: to the water park because maybe the kids asked. No, look, everyone outside. Everyone outside. I would love for that, and and that would be my gift. And I reckon once we do that, the children will will be the same. And you and you said the best thing when you said your children. Learning skills on how to regulate themselves. I, when I was there yeah, the last true. time, they were playing with bubble blowers. I never saw us. Maybe saw maybe alo on the iPad, and it was for twenty minutes. Then they were in the pool, bubble blowing. You know, then because
0: you are over, Everyone gets excited. <laughs> in your no, uncle. but I
1: don't think that they're on it as much as you think. I think the guilt is so powerful because our parents and grandparents are telling us that what we're doing is yes. wrong. As soon as we have true. a baby out of our vagina, everyone like tells you what you're mind. doing is wrong. Yeah, and Rightly. it was. Like when you have I a baby and like, oh, there's
2: all these contraptions and we didn't need all this. It's the same thing. They just, yeah. Mm. It's
1: an- I remember watching Humphrey B. Bear for about six hours a day when I was a kid. Totally.
2: Oh, yeah. mm. <laughs> Saturday morning I was just glued to that TV yes, for the yeah, whole day. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it
1: is just a different thing. So um, yeah, as I said, I'm so glad that I got on. But please read about it because I don't. If you understood the social potentials and the self regulation and, and the way that they can transform themselves to I don't know, like to, to discover new worlds and the excitement and just give them a challenge on research or whatever it is. I think that it's I think that it's so important. And even her hiding her phone from you, I know. Oh, this isn't going to be a popular thought, but it is just a provocation. Would you let your mum read your diary? No,
0: I know. I constantly say to myself, what was I doing at her age? What was I, did I want, you know? And the the truth is I thought I knew, which makes me feel really defeated, parenting Billy, because I feel like, you know, I know there was no way to get through to me with stuff, but I, all I can do is follow my instincts with her. Like she got in a lot of trouble yesterday at school. We don't know what's going to happen. And I went off at her, but then she was so upset anyway. And I was like, I, I said, all right, come on, jump into my bed because what do,
1: what do you do? Another one is if a child is feeling really guilty about it, I don't think you need to tell them off. If they've already got in trouble at school, I don't think you need to tell them off. It's like... Yeah,
2: if they're expressing remorse, it's like, well... That's yeah. it.
1: If they haven't, then tell them off. But if they already understand, you don't need to tell them off. If you've spent $600 on your credit card and you know that you don't, <laughs> you're already feeling like shit because you know mm-hmm. that you should do it. Mm-hmm. If your husband comes and tells you off for it, you are just like get staffed. You know what I mean? You've already had the appropriate response. You already know. It's like. But that's
0: like yesterday when she said, I don't know what you want me to say. And I was like, well, I don't want you to say anything because there's nothing you can say because you've already fucked up. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I said to her today, I was like, the reason I got so mad is because everything I do is for you and you are going to fuck up your future. If you're going to fuck up mine, I don't give a fuck. I can fix me. But, you know, I feel like you're undoing my hard work. And she was just like feeling sorry for herself again but it's done now and we just have to get you know reinforce the fact that we're a team and work through it.
1: I've actually learned something from talking to everyone and I think it's about percentages because she's also won all these great awards for academia. She's done better in high school than you ever managed and then the first time that we do something wrong as parents
0: she hasn't won any awards.
1: <laughs> she got that um, recognition for her studies.
0: She got an A in physics Which was amazing, but I don't um, even understand
1: physics. Yeah, I know. know. What what I'm trying to say is. She has done so, so, so well. And then all we focus on as parents with that guilt is the one thing that she did wrong. And what she did. That one little slip up. What she did wrong, I'm sorry, was so nothing. I can't even.
0: And that's when you have to wonder, like, is the school going to be the right school?
2: It's really hard to pick a right, the good school. For oh, that's a whole other podcast. In us, Isn't it? It's yeah. teaching
1: her resilience at any rate because there's going to be people that she's going to interact with that are going to be great or that aren't going to be great. It's just teaching her resilience. Don't worry about it personalizing it if she can deal with it fantastic what a clever clever girl and she is doing so well it was just one tiny thing and you know what at that age we all do it we all do it it's a rite of passage of becoming an adult yeah and you're trying to be part of the cool group and it's yeah so I think Mm -hmm. if she didn't do it there'd be something wrong with her and it was nothing
0: Lisa, yes. We love you. <laughs> okay, well she's coming over <laughs> on the weekend,
1: so Yeah, Sunday night, Sunday night. Aww. I can it, school Monday.
2: And remember my kids are coming too, Lisa. And maybe me yeah. I'll be curled up in the boot as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we might get Sam. what's his name? San Francisco to come and play some tunes for us. San Francisco, the band. Oh my no, god! no, no. <laughs> when we went on Dancing with the Stars, and we were babysitting all of the kids, um, we started our own um, family oh. band, like a bunch of um... like the Von Oh Trix. with Todd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my
0: god! Lisa's husband was like, bring pulling out the instruments, wearing wings. San wigs, Francisco. And the kids were all oh, yeah,
1: they? and we we were playing the piano and the guitar. We had a whole acoustic section. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, it was I love so. It,
0: Can I just paint a picture, though? Lisa's long-suffering husband, like he's a teacher, so he goes to school every day. And then Lisa's like on the phone to me going, oh, my God, yes, bring them all over. Todd would love (laughs) it. And I can hear him. I can
1: hear him rocking, I know. Like trying to get away. I love it. No, it's so not true. It's so not true. Cause Aww. when we were when we were looking after And then
2: Todd's the one having the most fun, right? Like he's Yeah, yeah. we were looking Todd after
1: Raja one time and he was in the middle of us in bed and I just looked over at Todd and he was just like looking at him and I was like, You never look at me like that. <laughs> Like oh my god, it's so beautiful. So yeah, no.
0: How oh, thanks so much, Lise. Thanks, Lise. I love you. You're always, you know, so
1: wise and so warm and yeah. has, what What's that book called, Lise? It is called The New Childhood by Jordan Shapiro. And I really would, when your child, uh, you've got a son and they're trying to kill you, or you think they might be a serial killer and you read <laughs> Raising Boys, it's kind of like that. But whatever play you let your children do, do not feel shame anybody because. Every decision you make is, is the right decision, you know, at the time and only reflect on your decisions when it's the morning and you're fresh. We love you, Lisa. See you. <laughs> so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,